Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, Alexander Rossi will be here in the Freak Nation and one of the funniest dudes to ever, ever, ever win an NASCAR truck race. Carson Hosevar will be here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios, almost 23 years of doing this big fat radio show. And our fr- fine friends at Mav TV are kind enough to put cameras here in these snappy studios. Crashers in Texas, Statmen's at Columbus. And Richard C. Suave, congratulations, Suave. You're sitting in the B seat tonight where Crasher typically is, buddy. It's it's an honor. This is the first time I get to be here at the uh, Lucas Oil Studios home of the Freak Nation. (laughs) It's awesome. So, yeah. No, 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 Kenny. If that's my B seat and Statman's the A seat, are you the C seat? Because C is the initial that you love to use with everybody's middle name. Let me just tell you this, Freak Nation, given what's transpired over the first 60 minutes prior to this show, I'm just happy to have a freaking seat, to be honest. Okay. I'm happy to have a seat here in the Freak Nation and to be on Mav TV and 90 plus freaking radio stations across the planet, including Sirius XM, including every freaking streaming app on the planet. I'm just happy to have a freaking seat, Crash Gladys. Are you good with that there? Yes. Are you wearing pants? Yes, I am wearing pants. And I've got a nine-year-old downstairs from the studio that's going to be fat and happy here in moments because the TV dinner that I, TV dinner, the microwave dinner that I made for her is going to be so delicious. It's incredible how our lives uh, move at breakneck speed. But we got two hours, Freak Nation. Uh, that we're going to have a hell of a time for you. Your stat man, Scat, coming up. Crash Gladys, pit news and notes with all of your results from your motorsports. Lucas Oil, Winter Nationals, the Winter Nationals in spring in Pomona. She'll have results from that. Richmond, your NASCAR Cup race. Well, Kyle Larson, frankly, did something that's very big for Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports, not just to win, but on an anniversary today with a young man that we knew 20-plus years ago. And we'll share with that with you coming up in Pit News and Notes. You can be a part of this big old thing. You follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Chime in when you can. And I want to get into something that your 65-time champion, uh, Scott Dixon, had to say regarding the IndyCar series next segment. But this segment, I want to start off with Statman, you saw it. Crasher, you saw it. Suave, you saw it. I saw some of it. One of the biggest issues that NASCAR has when there's an IndyCar race is that it runs before the cup race. If you have the Peacock Network, excuse me, the Peacock app, you saw the IndyCar race from Texas. And I understand we're, we are a, um, 
a country of cult of personality. And there are so many personalities that people follow when it comes to the NASCAR Cup Series. I get it. And I know why. Because the opening was there 20 years ago and NASCAR took it and got their ass in there. But if you compare the racing with the IndyCar Series today at Texas Motor Speedway, what we saw at Richmond, come on. Cup it Carl. Was so, it was so sloppy seconds. It was crazy. <laughs> right? It, it just was. I mean, we were so geeked up off this mega powerful final 60 to 80 laps of IndyCar racing at high speeds and on the high banks of Texas Motor Speedway. And everybody from your couch or watching from an app or watching in the grandstands or in the media center where I was pacing like a stupid little idiot. But yes, it, it just had everybody just totally geeked up. And then you go from that to, oh, slow. And we have four hours of this slow. Help me, God. Oh, my God. It just the dichotomy was crazy. Statman, <laughs> did it leave you wanting more once you saw once you woke up from that drunken stupor of yours and timed in? <laughs> to the Richmond race after what getting your heart rate up to about a buck 50 with the IndyCar race at Texas motor speedway. Well, I was paying attention for a while because the, my three beat the freaks choices were all running one, two, three. So I was like, yeah, let's keep doing this. I don't care if you're walking. This looked pretty good to me. But then uh, I had William Byron, and Byron disappeared. And uh, but I got two of the top four, I think it was. So yeah, I mean, there's no comparison. The speeds at Texas look like the video game, and the the uh, uh, at a video game at maybe level six. But the speeds at Richmond look like a video game at level minus one. This is the beginner's <laughs> level. And they were just noodling around and they were doing doing the best they could. But, you know, I can't say anything more bad about NASCAR than I've already said for 23 years. It just looks slow and uh, it, it's too slow, mm -hmm. especially when you compare it to what IndyCar was just incredible today at Texas. All right, let me go to the residential. And every now and then we got to check in the residential millennial when it comes to really clarifying where we are on certain stances and where we uh, come in with an opinion. Suave, we've got Bristol coming up next weekend, Easter on dirt. Do you think it would behoove, and this sounds so counterproductive, man, but do you think NASCAR should counter program to IndyCar to where? And again, it just it determines on when schedules come out. I get it. But what if you put Bristol dirt the same day night as an IndyCar race at Texas Motor Speedway? Would that give you any Jones to say, you know what, this, uh, this cup racing on dirt kind of rivals what the hell I saw at Texas Motor Speedway? That's a, that's a really tough question. I'd have to imagine that neither – of those series want to race against each other because they're no, they're, they're basically trying to get the same viewer, the same, uh, same coveted 
demographic to watch right. their series. So if, I think NASCAR is doing the right thing. We're just trying to counter program. However, I know last season crash a couple of times, NASCAR and IndyCar were on at the same time, or at least would overlap a little bit more. I know we got some pushback on social media at speed freaks on Twitter and people were com- kind of complaining a little bit like they had to do some two screen experience. Like I was, <laughs> I was doing that today because IndyCar was over right in perfect time. So I could turn on and watch the uh, women's national championship game in college basketball. So that was my a watching today. I was watching the women's championship game. Nice job. Over Richie. NASCAR. Nice Congratulations job, to LSU on winning the national title today. So that was what had my viewing today. That just says a lot about NASCAR in my opinion. <laughs> And what it tells me is you should have been the Freak Nation member that was in Dallas because you could have gone straight from Texas Motor Speedway to downtown Dallas and watched the women's game. I mean, Dallas had so much going on right now as we're speaking. Taylor Swift is in concert at the Star, I believe. So, yeah, Dallas just had so much. This Are you kidding? So so you've got the IndyCar race. You had the women's NCAA finals and Taylor Swift not playing at American Airlines Center at Jerry Jones. Are you kidding me that that's happening? Yep. That was all today in the lovely confines of Dallas, Fort Worth, the Metroplex. Along with the worst clouds ever seen in history. The weather looked it it looked like it was a uh, something straight out of a meteorology uh, final exam. It looked terrible. (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot of hail today. We had nasty clouds everywhere. Some portions of the Fort Worth area got some pretty serious winds, but and there's lots of tornado watches, but right. no, at least that I know of, no actual reports of funnel clouds anywhere. But yeah, it got nasty in a few parts. Let's put it that way. What does that say about Taylor Swift? She came in there and said, screw you, IndyCar Series. You know what? I love me some women's basketball, but bro, I'm going to roll in here and sell 100,000 tickets at Jerry Jones Stadium and sell out every freaking hotel in a 60-mile radius. Kiss my freaking beautiful behind because I'm going to do it. And speaking of counter-programming, holy smokes. Again, Taylor Swift, stat man, Crasher, uh, rolling in there and doing what the Swifties do. You think the Swifties care about a car race? anywhere if they have a chance they almost crashed the internet when they couldn't get the tickets much less <laughs> you think they're worried about a car race somewhere that's crazy well hold on just a second we got to crash we got to go to our residential okay. Okay. millennial on this he is a full-fledged swifty stat man this dude richie richie rolled up to state farm stadium here in phoenix rolled up to the stadium before the concert. I didn't even think the concert. Richie, didn't you roll up to get some freaking Swifty gear? Before- I waited in line for 90 minutes just to get a uh, a tapestry with Taylor Swift's face on it that I can put up in my in my house. It was it was terrific. I loved it. And that was six hours before the show. Oh, 90 minutes. So, but yes. you weren't vi- you weren't vibing and dancing in those 90 minutes though, were you? No, it was just very anxiously waiting for her to come on six hours later. <laughs> Great wow. show, by the way. I'm very jealous that I couldn't can't go again. But oh, okay. another reason you should have been in Dallas. Oh my gosh, Richie, you could have gone from IndyCar to the women's championship game. You oh, had to get a helicopter to do beautiful. that. Right. We, we got it. We got break. Listen, we got a break in thirty seconds. But I will say right. this: Taylor Swift's three-hour-plus show was about as long as we had with Richmond, and I guarantee. <laughs> 
uh, 100,000 people probably had a little bit more time to watch a freaking NASCAR in uh, Bristol, Freak Nation. All right, uh, coming up. Richmond, but okay. Scott Dixon, thank you. Scott Dixon has something to say about ovals when it comes to IndyCar racing that uh, may shock some folks out there. That's next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. From the lab to Lucas Oil products, Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment is a multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. For every fill-up of gas or diesel, add one 16-ounce can of Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. One bottle can treat a tank of up to 21 gallons. Its special additives allows a better fuel burn to help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil. It works. your knee at 100 miles per hour doing a double jump with some extreme flair if you're into two-wheel racing make a standing date for tuesday night on mav tv two-wheel tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar to handlebar combat of the dirt arenas mav tv has your two-wheel fix every week on two-wheel tuesday there's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 The biggest racing series in America is coming to your town. It's time to mark your calendar. Get ready for the wildest festival of speed in the Midwest. The Enjoy Illinois 300, presented by Ticket Smarter. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Don't be on the outside looking in. Get your tickets now at www.raceway.com. Watching part by the Office of Illinois Tourism and Illinois Self-Tourism. For more than 30 years, Lucas Oil Products has been solving some of the most difficult mechanical problems in the automotive, marine, and industrial industries. From our original Core 4 products, heavy-duty oil stabilizer, power steering, stop leak, transmission fix, and fuel treatment, we have now developed over 400 custom products to help solve some of the world's toughest mechanical issues. Go to lucasoil.com to see what we have in store for you. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. Freak Nation, coming up June 25th, we will be celebrating 23 years of the longest, largest motorsports radio show on the planet and for the majority of those 23 years, we've been doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios, and we can't say it enough. 
Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. That's why every chance I get to tell you, Freak Nation, go to their website at lucasoil.com. I can single out all kinds of products because they have a plethora of products to keep everything in your garage, every jalopy you have in storage, happy. The bottom line is go to lucasoil.com inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car with Slick Mist. Lucas Oil has the products to keep everything in your garage. Two wheels, your boat, your car, pretty snappy. Go to lucasoil.com. Crasher, let's get into some pit news and notes. And then what I'd like to get into is Scott Dixon. Dude had something to say about ovals when it came to IndyCar racing. So Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Crasher? I think you just coined another hashtag, though. Keep your jalopy happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that just sounded so great. Rolled off the tongue there. All right, guys, what a weekend we had IndyCar and World of Outlaws and NASCAR trucks in Texas. We also had NASCAR on the NHRA on the West Coast. Let's start east and move west. All right. First up, Richmond Raceway was with the Xfinity Series. And even though Chandler Smith led the most laps, the race wasn't always in his hands, especially at the end when he had to outduel John Hunter Nemechek after the last restart to win. By just three-tenths of a second. By the way, Chandler Smith's first win ever in the Xfinity Series. Cup had the unfortunate, we just talked about this, Sunday afternoon position of following a stellar IndyCar race from the morning. But Cup delivered, albeit slower and several hours longer. It was essentially a battle of Gibbs versus Hendrick cars. All right, William Byron, your stage one winner. Denny Hamlin, stage two winner. Byron came back in full force later in stage three, but not without competition from his teammates, Kyle Larson, or his teammate Kyle Larson, and then Hamlin's teammate Christopher Bell. After Byron spun with 21 to go, Larson captained the campaign, and he went on to win it. And then get this, he won it. This is what Kenny was alluding to earlier in the late Ricky Hendricks' exact same paint scheme on Ricky Hendricks, what would have been his 43rd birthday today. I mean, you can't script anything that great. And yes, we we freaks got to know Ricky Hendrick pretty well and just love that guy. Absolutely loved him. All right. Texas played host to first the World of Outlaws, where Brad Sweet grabbed night one at Devil's Bowl Speedway. And then James McFadden just dominated to clinch on the finale night. On that same night, last night, NASCAR Truck Series saw domination of their own in Nick Sanchez. However, Sanchez and Zane Smith decided to wreck each other on the last lap to net the win to first-timer Carson Hosevar, who actually had to wait on the front stretch, coming up to the dogleg, had to wait until NASCAR cleared him as the official winner. Just craziness. Carson Hosevar will join us next hour in the show. All right, IndyCar, grab the headlines. First in Fort Worth on Sunday morning, a race at TMS that saw a few lead changes to start, then domination by Joseph Newgarden, and then a domination flip over to Pato Award, who seemingly had this race in the bag. Yeah, lapping up to the second position. I mean, this race was done, people. And then yellow flags became the domination of the race or the dominator of the race. Each and every competitor, though, after that six yellow flags to go to the end or five yellow flags to go to the end, everybody turned up the wick and strategies went all over the place. Numerous three wide stints. This was a damn good race. Unfortunately, with two laps to go, Romain Grosjean saw the wall and that ended what could have been an epic battle between Patricio Award and Joseph Newgarden. Joseph with the win award second. NHRA held their Lucas Oil Winter Nationals. Yes, winter 
nationals two weeks after the official start of spring. No more winter, but don't tell that to the mountains that were right there, snow-capped and all beautiful right behind the drag strip. Double O Dallas Glenn prevailed to take a very tight win in the pro stock battle. He also joins us next hour, by the way. Matt Hagen won his second race of the three races this year in Funny Car and Justin freaking Ashley. I'm going to say it again. Justin freaking Ashley. He not only won last week in Phoenix, he also won yesterday in the Mission Foods Too Fast, Too Tasty Challenge and then won again today to double-double at the new, oh, you see what I did there? In and out Pomona drag strips. Justin Ashley with the double double. <laughs> Dude's on a roll. So yeah, let's get to ovals again. And Scott Dixon. I mean, we saw an amazing race today with Indy cars at Texas Motor Speedway. Dixon says we have five ovals on the schedule now. That should be the minimum. We need more. That's his opinion. Okay, let me get to, and again, we don't need to get into the whole history of what happened with IndyCar with the split back in the day, but wasn't no. that crasher part of the issue? with the team owners and Tony George was the number of oval races for the open wheel series. Wasn't that one of the issues between the owners and Tony George at the time? No, the issue was money and bragging rights and greed and all that. What happened though? Agree with, the with split, me? Come on. No, no, no. What happened with the split is that Tony George decided that his series was going to be all ovals. It yeah. really, the owners weren't disagreeing with anything. They all loved being the most diverse racing series on the planet. But Tony George took his side and went all ovals, whereas the other group, the, the white paper group, took the cart series and went, well, they still had a couple, didn't they? Yeah, because they still had Michigan. So they, they just, they kept their diversification. And they kept most of the superstar names. But when you have the Indy 500 in your stable, which Tony George did, clearly that's what just kept this daggone feud going forever and ever. But no. The only oval issue here was that Tony decided his series was exclusively ovals. That's it. Statman, ovals in IndyCar, there's just something to be said. And if you you don't have a better example, frankly, even in my opinion, than, uh, and I know it's sacrilege, than Indianapolis Motor Speedway, more so than Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's Texas Motor Speedway. Because as, as a fan, if you have a, a, a heart rate monitor, your heart rate is triple digits just watching the damn race. The race was crazy, I, and I think it was uh, it was like a video game. Like I said before, it, to me, it's too fast, and I'll deal with that in my scat. But uh, it, it was good racing. It does bring out the best in drivers. But when you heard Graham Rahal, after an accident, heard him say that I survived Texas, mm -hmm. I don't think that's the – a guy shouldn't go into a race and come out worrying about whether or not they're going to – uh, finish or survive. Uh, that's not the that's not the best. To me, it's not the best example of oval racing. And they go faster at Indy than they do at Texas. Uh, but the the point of the matter is that at Indy you got a chance to drive, or at Texas. I think sometimes they're just aiming the car and hope they get there. And if somebody makes a mistake, then uh, who can survive what's going on behind them? Graham Rahal had an interesting choice of words there. Other drivers, I mean, I think he was, he said that in a sense, being a little bit mad. He had almost the exact same crash and, and crash opponent that he had last year. So he was a little bitter. Most every other driver was saying how it was just fun out there. They, they enjoyed the two groove, two and a half groove track that was out there this year that they did not have last year because just the way 
things have weathered in the resin that was put on the track back in September, I believe they're not worrying about that PJ one anymore because that would make the track too dark and just too difficult in single groove. Everything. This was back to being fun and able to stick your car. They had good downforce packages too. Be able to stick your car on the outside, stick your car on the inside, be able to be side by side and not feel those, you know, white knuckled moments of, can I make it through this corner? They didn't have that today. Drivers had fun. Yeah, I think Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, you can't keep that all the time, but it was good. Crash, that's absolutely true. In fact, we talked to some drivers yesterday who said that the rubbering in the second groove would give them a chance to do some racing, and they did some racing today. Uh, they were going too wide in places and three wide in places, so they were able to race. But uh, to me, and I'm just I'm just an old hack rider. Uh, to me, the idea of uh, video game speeds is just too much. You don't get a chance. I'd like it when guys race as opposed to just flying around and hope they can get by and do some passing. Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios, and I'm agreeing. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Mav TV or any of our other video outlets, Jimmy Clark's. I agree with what Jimmy Clark says. I'm holding my breath every time I see the IndyCar series at a racetrack that's like Texas Motor Speedway. Like Statman said, it looks like a freaking video game. And you're just, you're, it's like, you know what it's like? And I know we got a break in about 45 seconds. It's like the last 10 laps of Daytona for oh, yeah. two hours. You're holding your freaking breath, waiting, just waiting for something to freaking happen. And Connor Daly. Holy, so I know we got to said, let's go back to Vegas. Crasher. Connor wants to go back to Las Vegas. He says the package, the package they have now and not having to worry about trying to force 33 cars on that track. Just keep it with 25. He's, he makes a compelling argument. Holy smokes. When you're, uh, we got a break. Uh, Freak Nation. His name is Alexander Rossi. Dude's always got something to say when he rolls in the Freak Nation. Sat in the top five, frankly. Uh, for today's IndyCar race. Excuse me. Yeah, today's IndyCar race. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Execution's 11 p.m., but he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. You're looking for that movie that'll give you a thrill ride from beginning to end? Well, then you need to see Nefarious. It's a supernatural thriller that's going to have you guessing from start to finish. It stars Sean Patrick Flannery, which, of course, you know from Boondock Saints, Young Indiana Jones, Powder Dexter, The Boys. Flannery, frankly, turns in his best performance as Edward Wayne Brady, a convicted serial killer and master manipulator awaiting execution. And his sanity must be judged before execution by a psychiatrist. And Edward's last psychiatrist? Yep, committed suicide under suspicious conditions. But dig this. Brady reveals he wants to be executed, claiming he's the demon Nefarious. Nefarious opens in theaters Friday, April 14th. So get your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. That's whoisnefarious.com. Can you feel it? I think it's time we tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. The weekend racing is over, or is it? 
not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. The biggest racing series in America is coming to your town. It's time to mark your calendar. Get ready for the wildest festival of speed in the Midwest. The Enjoy Illinois 300, presented by Ticket Smarter. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Don't be on the outside looking in. Get your tickets now at www.raceway.com. Brought to you in part by the Office of Illinois Tourism and Illinois Self Tourism. From the lab to Lucas Oil products, Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment is a multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. For every fill-up of gas or diesel, add one 16-ounce can of Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. One bottle can treat a tank of up to 21 gallons. Its special additives allows a better fuel burn to help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil, it works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to say it's... Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. (laughs) Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-745-3070. That's 800-745-3070. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Nation, now through the end of April, you can get up to $70 back with a Visa prepaid card from our friends at General Tire when you buy four qualifying tires. From our friends at General Tire, do yourself a favor, man, either during the show. Okay, wait. Tomorrow morning, set an alarm, go to, go to GeneralTire.com to find more information on where you can get your tires and how you can get back $70 of the Visa prepaid card with four qualifying tires from General Tire. His name is Alexander Rossi, top five qualifying in today's IndyCar series, the third car for the McLaren team, flying those Lucas Oil colors. He joins us now. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. So Alexander Rossi joining us here in the Freak Nation IndyCar Series. Alexander Rossi, 
joining us here in the Freak Nation. One of the things I'm curious about when it comes to Texas, of course, it's a gnarly track. You guys are reaching speeds of about 1,000, 1,500 miles an hour on that track. Hey, man, when it comes to spotters at a track that's so damn fast, do you need one about every, what, tenth of a mile to keep you guys honest on the track? Um, no. I would say that's probably aggressive, you know, because we're only actually doing 987 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> so, like, you don't really need one that often. But, no, it, the spotter relationship on ovals is, is super important. Um, not because you make decisions based on what they're telling you, but they're kind of just a like a, a subconscious reassurance, if that makes sense. Like, you, you know you're clear, but when they say it, it's like, okay, like, you can definitely kind of turn with confidence or whatever. Um, and the other thing that they're super good for is kind of communicating what other cars are doing. So Texas in particular, I think this year we're going to have two lanes kind of active during the race. So they'll be able to explain kind of who's good up high, who's, you know, using that area. And then the, I guess the, the strengths and weaknesses that other cars have that you might not be able to see yourself. IndyCar series pilot, Alexander Rossi joining us in Lucas Oil Studios. you Hear it from Formula One drivers, IndyCar Series drivers. If you have to think about making a move, you're too late. That's why I was curious about when it comes to a spotter. By the time it comes out of his mouth, is it that gap or that move already gone? Yeah, I think no. But you're right in in the sense that you don't think about things step by step. You know, you're operating on a subconscious level just because the speeds are as high as they are, and then you're kind of thinking about the bigger picture, like what's the tire life going to be like how's the balance changing throughout the run like are we fuel saving now and not competing against the guys that aren't fuel saving or vice versa and what cars are you racing that are on the lead lap or not so i think you're kind of thinking about all of that uh sort of thing not the i have to turn in here or i have to make sure that you know i do x y and z so the spotter again is, is kind of like a reassurance and kind of a voice on your shoulder but you don't live and die by of what the spotters say. Let me jump in here for a minute, Crash. In rallying, drivers and co-drivers have a language they speak all their own to each other. Do you have that same kind of language between you and the spotter? Is he telling you things that wouldn't make sense to anybody else who heard it? That's a really good question. Um, no, you know, it's 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 pretty much inside, outside, clear five back, which is like just car lengths. Um, and then they count you down five, four, three, two, one, or like you're pulling away. Um, and that's really probably about it. Is know? that normal for all tracks or just because of the speed at Texas won't yeah. let him get too much out of his mouth? So, so honestly, the reason spotters came to be was back in kind of the IRL classic days when you had these races every week where cars were side by side by side by side right and so you if you're on the outside of a car and you're slightly in front of them you can't really see where they are and so the last thing you want to do at these speeds is kind of inadvertently turn down or take their lane away oval racing in indycar has evolved a lot to where it's a lot of single file stuff so spotters are kind of something that's been kept on as they're helpful but they aren't a necessity like they used to be a necessity and, and that's not really the case anymore if that helps oh yeah but on road courses without question not a necessity. or no yeah so like most teams don't even use spotters on road courses 
like we do because it's like again it's kind of like a track walk you do it because like everyone else is doing it but like you don't really learn anything or gain anything from it i kind of feel the same way about spotters like you don't want to leave any stone unturned because like god forbid the one time that in turn one you get hit from the back and it's like well i told you if you had a spotter that wouldn't happen so, so that's the reason you kind of do it but like it's not it's not a be all or end all it's not like cup and i think the reason why is because again we don't have the racing that cup has um in terms of the ovals and the side-by-side stuff the super speedway stuff um and then also like we don't want to be that close to another car because like you can't have contact so when you take all of those things into consideration, it's like it's it's still a, a pretty different style of racing um, to other series, but also what we had, you know, one or two decades ago. But what you're explaining right there, you guys in IndyCar seem to be the best of both worlds. You do have some good side by side racing at times and you've got your your follow the leader like Formula one. It's almost like Formula one's trying to copy you guys right now with their parody. But how why is it still not translated to the American public, do you think? Well, that's a much bigger question and answer than we have time oh, for today. Yeah. But, but I think you know ultimately, we're still IndyCar is is has an upward trajectory and it has had really since I came to the series in 2016. You're welcome. No, I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> it just so happened that like 2016, winner, 2016, yes. all the way through today, like everything's been growing and at kind of an exponential rate but it's still recovering from something that was really, really bad. And so like, it's a long road. It's not an overnight fix. And there's a lot of focus now that we have, I mean, hell, we have a docu-series coming out. We're on network TV for the majority of the races. The social media team that IndyCar has implemented really beginning in St. Pete this year, they told us yesterday that the numbers that they had in terms of engagement from St. Pete was higher than they had for the Indy 500 last year. So everything that they're doing is directionally correct. So we just need like more of it and more people and just it's it's all about money. It's a spend, it's a resource thing. But IndyCar is does have the best product of of all racing and they are doing a really good job of of growing it. It just like anything in racing, we'd all like to see it go faster. Well, no, you're right. Money equals something that makes things more tangible for exactly. others. Yeah. All right. You brought up the docu-series, which we're all excited about. But you also said something in a tweet many, many moons ago about IndyCar. If they ever did a movie, who would you want to see playing in it? You said Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, would she play yeah. Kate on your team? What does she play? I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, I can <laughs> hang out with her. <laughs> my fiance i don't know like yeah that'd probably be better right um no i just you? i just love jennifer lawrence yeah she's yeah, pretty I mean, much she's badass pretty awesome yeah who would play you i don't know like that's a hard one i don't feel like someone can answer that themselves like it has to be assigned to you right yeah i get told i look like that guy that played lucifer oh <laughs> perfect yeah, there you go. Which actually, I kind of like. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> no, he's pretty much a badass dude. His yeah. name's escaping yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My daughter had her first game for a tournament this weekend. She's never played in a tournament, but okay. one of the conversations that came out of this was there's a dude on. Uh, there are 30 freaking soccer fields. This is one of the largest complexes I've ever seen in my life. There's a guy behind me wearing an arrow hat, almost nice. identical to what you have. Of course. I say, hey, how you doing? Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks. He goes, well, you know, who, so who the hell are you? I said, I see the hat that you're wearing. And I, I know the relevance of the, that hat that you're wearing. I told him why I'm asking. 
and he could and getting back to your conversation about the popularity of IndyCar, I'm in the middle of freaking Mesa, Arizona. He says, We'll talk about where Rossi, O'Ward, and Rosenquist qualify when you come back for the 620 game. This is a dude out of nowhere with an arrow hat. So congratulations. You're reaching the middle of Mesa, Arizona with a nine-year-old soccer tournament. I mean, that's awesome. Like, I love hearing stories about that. And and yes, like anything in, in our world, right, we're always about being better and finding opportunities to excel and beat competition, right? But like, I think when you still look at the NTT IndyCar series, like it's it's still pretty awesome, right? And it still does reach a lot of people in a lot of different areas. And it's always cool when you are in these random small towns and you see something. Like I, I got a lot of that um, from my past life with like Nap Auto Parts, right? So they had these small towns that they would have auto care centers or whatever. And then there would be people that just knew of me and like Chase because of that. So I think that that's part of like the brand recognition, having arrow hats in Mesa, Arizona is awesome. And, um, you know, we did an event at Kroger last night for mission foods. So like having name brands and, and that association with IndyCar is also very important. So I think that McLaren does a great job at that and it's very good to hear. And you will have to tell us how the conversation goes. Hopefully yes. he's happy with one, three and five. Can't do much better uh, than that. No, you can't. Yeah. So I'm glad that the story ended there. We got to let Alex go. But uh, yeah, because I thought you were going to bring up, oh, it's a Formula One hat. So thank goodness that's not yeah, where Thank God. Otherwise, you'd have to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> what if I did that? If I said, hey, uh, are you Rossi Award or uh, Rosequist? He'd say, who? No, <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He said, he said, let's talk about where they qualify when yeah. we get the game at 620. Hey, Rossi, it's always fantastic when you're rolling here, man. It's, it's a Rossi that you don't see. Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire delivers. Dragging your knee at 100 miles per hour. Doing a double jump with some extreme flair. If you're into two-wheel racing, make a standing date for Tuesday night on MAV-TV. Two-Wheel Tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks. Whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar-to-handlebar combat of the dirt arenas, MAV-TV has your two-wheel fix every week on Two-Wheel Tuesday. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. 
too. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800 569 our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you, you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's outdoor life is what it is. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Sunday's IndyCar race at Texas was the answer to a classic question. Is uh, racing competition or speed? It's easy to say both, but that borders on a cop-out. To me, there's so much drama in wheel-to-wheel competition. Driver skill is tested, car setup, team strategy, and so much more. Uh, the breathtaking speeds at Texas, though, introduce a level of luck to me. Uh, can you avoid an accident when human reaction just isn't fast enough to avoid another car? It's good to have events like Texas in the calendar where we can test a driver's skill and luck. Thinking aloud, though, speeds at Indy are greater, but the drama of the competition is higher as well. 
The longer lap makes both possible and makes the show at the Indy so great. The shorter lap at Texas makes the show look like a video game and less like a contest of motor racing skills. The frustration to me is how the race ended Sunday. Did Joseph Newgarden win or did the race end while he was in first place? It just seemed like there was so much random left in the Winners' Cup at the end. Peace. Statman Scat here in the Freak Nation. More on the IndyCar race at Texas Motor Speedway. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, almost 23 years of the longest, largest motorsports radio show on the planet. In fact, we are the original motorsports show on Sirius. Before Sirius and Sirius, Sirius XM joined together, uh, about 21 years ago, I think it was. Regardless, man, happy to be on Mav TV and all the other video outlets on the planet. Got a great story here, Freak Nation, and it comes for our residential millennial, Richard C. Suave. He was out partying with his boys last night. I don't know where the hell he was. He was in a club. Uh, I was I was about two hours into, no, two and a half hours into my slumber because I had to get up at six o'clock for an 8 a.m. soccer tournament game with my nine-year-old. So I missed Okay, I've missed damn near every one of these Formula One races because it doesn't interest me right about now, and I'll tell you why it doesn't here coming up. But, Richie, explain to the Freak Nation. Crash your stat. You didn't hear this story, but Richie and I were talking during the break. This is a fantastic story when it comes to Formula One and some of those who have no idea, who couldn't spell Formula One or F1 if you spotted him the F. Richie? Yeah, this is this is really great. This just shows you, I think, how far Formula One has come as a sport in comparison, especially to your other uh, North American motorsports, IndyCar, NASCAR, NHRA. So me and about six other friends were out last night. We were originally going to go see John Wick 4. However, there were not enough seats in the theater last night, so we made a change of plans, went across the street to the local sports bar. Formula One race, Australian GP, airing on ESPN as it normally does. So ESPN and the Formula One race are on multiple TVs at the particular bar we are at. We show up. I'm the only one that's really interested in the race for the most part, right? Because I'm a Formula One fan. It's on. I was excited to see what Lewis Hamilton was going to do, what George Russell were going to do with good qualifying spots right behind Max Verstappen, who was on the pole. And then after a while, the conversation amongst the seven of us turns our eyes to the TV, I find out that one of my friends had actually bet on the race in terms of who's going to get themselves on the podium. And then eventually as the night goes on and on and on, they keep looking out at the TV and they're like, what's going on? Why is there a red flag? Why aren't they, why aren't they racing? What's going on here? So I spent the next half an hour of our conversation explaining them the rules of formula one. And it was terrific. And wait, 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 you, wait. You yeah. knew the rules to explain it? The people there didn't know the rules. And you were explaining. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Stack, because that's what I was telling. I was like, I don't even know what's going on here. I was mostly just trying to explain to them like what DRS was, what a caution flag was, what a safety car was, um, how the point structure works. And my point being, the reason I wanted to bring this up on the show is because there is no other North American motorsport or world motorsport, in my opinion, where the seven of us who are all in our late 20s and early 30s are going to bring up any discussion at a sports bar other than Formula One. I don't think any of my friends have either have seen Drive to Survive either, other than knowing about it from other friends of friends. So that's why I thought this was so important to bring up on the show, because I thought it was a really cool dichotomy 
in terms of what Formula One is looking to bring in in terms of a fan. Now, any of them, any of my other friends watch a Formula One race again? No, but at least it's now at the front of their minds that they're thinking about Formula One. Whereas I can guarantee you, none of them are going to ever think about NASCAR or any car ever again. And I thought that was great. I was like, yes, I want more fans of motorsport. And I was hoping to do that last night. Crasher, turn your mic on. Crasher. It's, it's on. Okay, there you go. We got you now. Go ahead. What was the reason behind one of your friends betting on Formula One? It, because they did not watch Formula One, but for some reason they put money on whoever's going to get on the podium? Exactly. I didn't ask specifically, but I can tell you that a lot of my friends are hardcore sports gamblers. So I think a lot of them... <laughs> I think a lot of them at this point will just look for anything to bet on. Like it was the only thing that was on at 10 o'clock at night. They're just like, cool. We'll just put a couple bucks on there. And he did end up winning money because he had money on Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton getting themselves on the podium. And they did just that. Well, okay then. Hey, stat man, I'm going to go to you on this. Uh, and it's well known out there, Freak Nation, that and I'm, I'm not afraid to say this. I've not been a big Formula One fan. I'm not. I mean, it's your job. No, it's you not. You never have been. You never have been. Yeah. And it may it may have started many years ago, and I don't need to get into this, when it came to Ralph Schumacher. Oh, don't yeah. get, I'm not going to get into that. The technology of Formula One, I saw my first Formula One race at IndyCar many, many, or excuse me, in Indianapolis many, many years ago, and there's nothing like it. Short of the launch of a funny car or top fuel car, frankly, the technology of a Formula One car, there's nothing like it i was a passenger in a two-seater in spain in a formula one two-seater and i came up to the first turn at catalonia and i said there's no way i'm about to die i'm not going <laughs> to see my friends and family anymore he made the right or left turn wherever the hell it was and i went oh my god this is happening i'm in a formula one two-seater and this technology just did this i'm blown away by the technology okay that's great but the a-holery that ran that series, some of these drivers that were part of this series can kiss my big fat Texas pig butt because I don't like them, can't stand them. But when Drive to Survive came on, people went bonkers. I was back on the bandwagon. Me? I'm back off the bandwagon. You got a 42-year-old running in the three spot in the point standings who's still 16 weeks behind the two Red Bull drivers. Remember when Hamilton and Verstappen came down, not just to the last race, not to this last lap, the last freaking turn? We were going nuts. And Hamilton got screwed out of a championship. You got him. The dude who screwed him got booted. Ever since then, Red Bull, who's been paying off whoever they need to pay off, they sat at the top of the standings. Am I snorkeling stat man and what the hell he does with Lewis Hamilton? No, I just don't have any freaking interest right now. I would like it with it. Fernando Alonso. Dude is for, for he podiums. He freaking podiums. What 42-year-old in motorsports podiums? Whoa, 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 whoa. Elio Castroneves wins his fourth Indy 500 at the age of 45. So it happens. Jimmy Johnson, I believe, won a race after 40. So come on. That's Formula One, Crasher. It's like it's like comparing the NBA or freaking uh, World Cup games to my daughter's nine-year-old tournament yesterday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got so, a break yet. So what was the question you wanted to ask me now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I, don't get it. <laughs> I have no idea. I just, listen. It's clear as mud. 
we dig rabbit holes here at Freak Nation. I was swimming in mine. Fernando Alonso was, was sitting bad. in the three spot. And again, it's still 14 races behind the two Red Bull drivers. What interest do I have? And Mercedes is Mercedes is making a comeback. At least they did today. Uh, and the cars are getting faster after last year. They were it was embarrassing, uh, but they're getting faster today. And, you know, he might win this year. Lewis might win this year. Might. Might. Yeah. I got a buddy of mine who told me that uh, Fernando Alonso, he told me seven years ago or whenever it was that uh Alonzo would never win again. And he, uh, two years ago, he told me that uh, uh, Lewis would never win again. And we didn't speak for about three months after that. Richie, we got one more minute, man. Huh? <laughs> Listen, I, I love motorsports. I think it's phenomenal. You put me in front of a Formula One race every freaking other weekend that they race. Just put the snorkel on me. Let me go. I get it. Uh, the technology of that series is stunning. It's bonkers. And if you've never had a chance to see a Formula One race live, uh, give up your kids' college education a little bit and spend the, the damn money. It's the only way it's going to happen. Right. It's the only way right? it's going to happen. Go to Coda. Go to Miami. Go to the freaking Las Vegas race where it will cost your freaking freshman <laughs> year of your, no, <laughs> your Coda's, education. Coda's more affordable than Miami and Vegas. Miami and Vegas are just the second hour. Of the freaks coming up. Speed freaks. Lucas Oil Studios, and of course your speed freaks pits. Formula One. Speed freaks. Motorsports radio redefined. General Tire delivers. Dragging your knee at 100 miles per hour. Doing a double jump with some extreme flair. If you're into two-wheel racing, make a standing date for Tuesday night on MAV-TV. Two-Wheel Tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks. Whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar-to-handlebar combat of the dirt arenas, MAV-TV has your two-wheel fix every week on Two-Wheel Tuesday. Execution's 11 p.m. But he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. You're looking for that movie that'll give you a thrill ride from beginning to end? Well, then you need to see Nefarious. It's a supernatural thriller that's going to have you guessing from start to finish. It stars Sean Patrick Flannery, which, of course, you know from Boondock Saints, Young Indiana Jones, Powder Dexter, The Boys. Flannery, frankly, turns in his best performance as Edward Wayne Brady, a convicted serial killer and master manipulator awaiting execution. And his sanity must be judged before execution by a psychiatrist. And Edward's last psychiatrist, yep, committed suicide under suspicious conditions. But dig this, Brady reveals he wants to be executed, claiming he's the demon Nefarious. Nefarious opens in theaters Friday, April 14th. So get your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. That's whoisnefarious.com. Can you feel it? I think it's time. We tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. 
We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. Our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you, you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's outdoor life is what it is. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Here we go. Please hang up and try again. Good again. Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Our Speed Freaks Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. And thank you, many affiliates across the country who've been a part of this big old thing. 90 plus affiliates on the Freak Radio Network, and of course, now on Mav TV, where uh, they fed a few squirrels and they brought a few cameras in here to where you can actually see our freaking mugs. Coming up this hour, his name is Dallas Glenn, NHRA Pro Stock winner. He'll be joining us coming up in moments. Also, this hour, Carson Hosever who is your NASCAR Truck Series winner from Texas. A dude that, frankly, I want him to win every damn championship of every series that, frankly, he um, he enters because his personality, Stat and Crasher, had a chance to catch up with this guy earlier. Uh, it is fan-freaking-tastic. So, yeah, big second hour here in the Freak Nation. Your Statman Scat also coming up. 
Uh, be a part of this big old thing at Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Crasher, <clears throat> excuse me, the nickname that they have for Dallas Glenn, pro stock winner from the Lucas Oil Internationals is? Double O Dallas. Uh, he certainly didn't, as we bring up in this interview when we catch up with him, he certainly uh, didn't earn it uh, at, to get win this championship, or excuse me, to win this race, did he? Well, he did throughout the day, but in the final race, in the fourth round of eliminations, the finals, yeah, he pretty much slept at the line. There was no double O going on there. But right. car was powerful enough to drive around Matt Hartford. So there you go. And I don't believe we talked about this in the interview. He's part of a uh, pretty big team when it comes to the NHRA Pro Stock category. This, yeah, ever since, oh, of course, it's escaping me now. What was the the former name of Greg Anderson and and Kyle Koretsky's team last year? Well, they those owners, longtime NHRA fans and, and contributors, they sold last year. And now it's Greg Anderson, Kyle Koretsky. They've got this new KB Titan team, and it's, it's Greg Anderson, Kyle Kretzky, Matt Hartford, Dallas Glenn. I think Camry Caruso is kind of in and out of that. Anyway, it's basically the Pro Stock Super Team. Yeah. And all of those guys, all of those guys are going to be battling for wins throughout the year. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome group. His name is Dallas Glenn, NHRA Pro Stock winner from your Lucas Oil Winter Nationals. We caught up with him moments after his big race win here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And Freak Nation, NHRA Pro Stock winner from the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals, Pomona, California, Dallas Glenn with two ends joining us here in the Freak Nation, still celebrating in Victory Lane. Uh, Dallas, when you hang up with us, what's going to be your drink of choice to party all night long, buddy? Uh, me, I'm simple. I just like to have a good old Coca-Cola. What the hell are you talking about? A pro stock dude that wins races by nose hairs? All you're going to do is drink a Coca-Cola? Yeah, no, I, I don't do a whole, a whole lot in the drinking, so uh, I like to just keep it simple. Hey, look, I didn't say anything about drinking. I thought, are you going to go maybe out to some restaurants, some parties, get on some tables, and just go nuts sober? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, totally sober. I'm probably going to go get myself a nice steak dinner, though. <laughs> Freak Nation, his name is Dallas Glenn, NHRA Pro Stock winner from the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals. And, and talk about the field that you had to go through, dude, to sit here in Victory Lane in Pomona. It is stunning how nuts Pro Stock is. Oh, pro Stock is brutal. I think it's only going to get even more brutal as the season goes on. Um, no, I mean, I had to face uh, two teammates today. And I know exactly what horsepower they got. And I know that, you know, especially in the final, Matt Hartford, he's been outpacing me by just a couple thou every run. So I knew I had to get every last bit of it. And thankfully, my crew chiefs gave me an absolutely stellar car in the final. Well, you slept at the starting line, though. If we're going to be honest, he yeah. got you on the line. So your car was clearly just you outmatched him when it came to the entire the drag strip. Yeah, no, I was a little nervous when I let go on that one. I didn't feel like I got it all, and and it just made such a such a killer run. I hit all my shifts, and I look over, and it was it was so close I couldn't tell, and I just kind of crossed my fingers, went through the lights, and looked for the wind light. And that's not typical for you, right? Because you are double O Dallas. I mean, the rest of the day was good for you. Yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, Matt, he's 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 a great driver. I knew he was going to be tough, and. And I knew I had to I had to do everything I could to get it. And I think I just got lucky that he kind of uh, went down a little bit on his performance in the final. 
So take us through you guys in the staging lanes, because you do. You guys have kind of put together this super team that you have going on. And it doesn't matter which one of you guys is up. You're going to take a win, it seems like, this season. But take us through your staging lanes. Do you try to out-talk each other, trash-talk each other, <laughs> give each other good luck? How does that go? Uh, typically, I'm, I'm all about good luck. Um, there's not a whole lot of trash-talking going on. You know, I just tell them to uh, be safe and make it close. I, no matter what, a close race is a good race to me. You know, we give the fans the best show that we can, and close races are always more fun than than a nice than a, than a blowout. Crasher, I know. Listen, Crasher, I know you want to jump in here, but Dallas, you sound like a boring dude. You don't trash talk. You don't get hammered when you get a race win. I mean, I know it's it's few and far between you when that's you get a exciting. Come on, well, yeah. you, listen. Uh, it's typically by the end of a of a race win day, I'm all wore out. I still do the clutch and training on my car, so in between every run, I gotta pull the clutch out and service it and put it back in and build a tranny and put it in. So I'm usually wore out by the end of the day. Whoa! Man, take some of this Lucas Oil International money and pay somebody to take care of that business, will you? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, I still gotta get a paycheck myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Somebody has to pay for that steak dinner. So hold uh -huh. on a second, though. You're going out for a steak dinner tonight to celebrate. Are you going to work on your clutch before going out? I mean, when is this dinner going to even happen? No, oh, no, no, no. We're just going to tear everything down in the trailer, get ready to load up, and then I'm going to go and uh, enjoy my evening and okay. get a good night's rest. And then I'll, I'll uh, I still drive the truck, too. So I'm going to drive the, the truck to Vegas tomorrow and drop it off. <laughs> Dallas Glenn, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Pomona, Lucas Oil, Winter Nationals. And again, you don't have to be 60 years old or 50 years old or even your age, Dallas, to understand what it means to win at the legendary track on this NHRA circuit at Pomona. How long is that going to take it to settle in for you? Uh, I don't know if it ever can settle in. I mean, this is, this is an incredible track. It's very historic. You know, they got they got new sponsors here with In-N-Out, and I think they're doing a great job. I saw lots of In-N-Out trucks all over. It was good for the crew to go get a bite to eat in between rounds. And uh, absolutely, you know, I, I love this track. It's uh, it's a very tough track, and and I usually play golf at the end of the at the very end. There, you can look right past the sand trap. There's a nice golf course right there that we usually enjoy at the end of the season, and. It, uh, it's always been a, a tough track to race at, and it's really tough to win here. So this this will this will really uh, so really uh, feel good for a long time. Okay, hold on a second. You said that golf course is a place where you usually enjoy. I, I take it you've had some bad days on that course too. Well, I, I didn't get to enjoy it too much this year. It was raining on Wednesday when I was supposed to go golf, so I, I didn't get okay. to enjoy it. Normally, it's not raining here. It's normally like it is right here, where it's just absolutely beautiful. But, no, it rained on me on Wednesday, so I didn't get to go golfing. Well, hold on a second, Crasher. One thing that he brought up about the sand trap on that golf course is, again, if you're a drag racing fan, you know that you've got a sand trap at the end of that quarter mile. And I figure you'd much rather land in that freaking sand trap there on that golf course than that sand trap there at the end of the, end of, the end of the drag strip. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple holes there where you get to stand on the tee box and look straight down the track. And, you know, I've, I've always wondered what it would be like if you're standing there on the tee box and then have a car that doesn't have parachutes or something and comes flying into the sand trap. That's got to be uh, pretty hard to tee off while, you're, while that's going on behind you. <laughs> Dallas, have you ever ended up in one of the sand traps at the end of uh, one of these drag strips with the NHRA? 
I have not, and I hope I never do. Um, I've had the shoots not come out a couple times, and I've learned quite a few things about carbon breaks, and, and I hope that that never happens. It's awesome. Freak Nation, uh, a great win for a young man, Dallas Glenn, NHRA Pro Stock winner from the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals. We know that they're about to yank you from our television coverage, dude. Thank you for doing this, Dallas. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here on Speed Freaks. It, uh, hopefully we'll be back on again soon here after Vegas. That a boy. Go kick some ass, will you? Thank you. All right, you guys want to clarify, Statman, you want to clarify the the name of the team prior to uh, this conglomerate that they've got going on? Yeah, it was Ken Black Racing uh, and uh, KB Racing, uh, and Ken Black retired. Ken Black retired uh, at Pomona last year, so they kept the KB and uh, added all these other guys and uh, – mm-hmm. Went racing, super team, super team. It is a super team, man. KB Titan Racing is their new Instagram. And yeah, we I, the only guy I left out was Derek Kramer. So it's Matt Hartford, Derek Kramer, Kyle Koretsky, Camry Caruso, Greg Anderson, your 5,000-time champion. <laughs> Who am I? Dang it. I'm missing somebody else on it. No, but I mean, right there. Powerful stack right there of drivers. Let me look up this picture again. No. That, oh, and Dallas Glenn, who we just had on. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hey, regardless, I like what Dallas Glenn says, said, I know what kind of horsepower he has. Well, hell yeah, you do, man. I get it. Uh, Freak Nation coming up next. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What was it that Kyle Koretsky told us in Phoenix? Just say it. We're going to go to break. Greg Anderson's son tunes his car. There it is. Crazy. Uh, d- don't watch or listen to NASCAR if you want to raise a nine-year-old. I'll explain next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. From the lab to Lucas Oil products, Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment is a multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. For every fill-up of gas or diesel, add one 16-ounce can of Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. One bottle can treat a tank of up to 21 gallons. Its special additives allows a better fuel burn to help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil. It works. Dragging your knee at 100 miles per hour, doing a double jump with some extreme flair. If you're into two-wheel racing, make a standing date for Tuesday night on MAV-TV. Two-Wheel Tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks. Whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar-to-handlebar combat of the dirt arenas, MAV-TV has your two-wheel fix every week on Two-Wheel Tuesday. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 
866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM. The biggest racing series in America is coming to your town. It's time to mark your calendar. Get ready for the wildest festival of speed in the Midwest. The Enjoy Illinois 300, presented by Ticket Smarter. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Don't be on the outside looking in. Get your tickets now at www.raceway.com. Brought to you part by the Office of Illinois Tourism and Illinois Self Tourism. For more than 30 years, Lucas Oil Products has been solving some of the most difficult mechanical problems in the automotive, marine, and industrial industries. From our original Core 4 products, heavy-duty oil stabilizer, power steering, stop leak, transmission fix, and fuel treatment, we have now developed over 400 custom products to help solve some of the world's toughest mechanical issues. Go to lucasoil.com to see what we have in store for you. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Check out lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. I don't care if you've got issues with inside your engine. What about the exterior of your car? Lucas Oil has the products to keep your engine happy and the outside of your car snappy. There you go. I like hmm, it. Happy and snappy. Go to lucasoil.com, proud partners of the Freaks for over two decades. Go to lucasoil.com. Two things I want to get to. One is, I mentioned going into break, that if you want to raise a nine-year-old, don't listen or watch what NASCAR does. One reason is because you try and set an example. When your nine-year-old daughter does something gnarly, you need to punish her rightly to make sure she doesn't do it again, or at least um, doesn't do it as much, right? Well... According to this appeals committee or whoever the hell these guys are when it comes to NASCAR, NASCAR penalized Hendrick Motorsports and every cup car for a hood louver that frankly was out of whack. They find them points. They suspended their crew chief. They find them almost a half a million dollars. Then they got in front of this panel, this appeals panel, and they said, you know what? Wasn't that damn bad. <laughs> right. We're still gonna suspend your crew chiefs. We're still gonna we're still gonna keep that almost that four hundred thousand dollar fine away from you. But damn it. See this platter, Hendrick? Take these points back. Right there. What what does that say to the other teams about trying to get away from these spec parts that man crash and suave? that they have on this car. What team won't give the boot to their crew chief to get an advantage? What team owner won't pay a half a million dollars to to get an advantage, to win races, to get top fives, to get top tens, to take care of their sponsors? Every team will do that. If the sales committee is going to say, take away the money, take away the crew chief, but your points back. Well, 
The appeals committee consists of a lot of former drivers. So I don't know if this was kind of a little sympathy thing, like, well, it's not the driver's fault. Clearly, this is the team, the engineers, the ownership. Don't pen- don't punish the drivers, hence the points coming back. Because the dri- the points, well, at least in the driver regard, the points belong to the driver, and it affects his or her championship. So, uh, But it is a slippery slope, because now... What happens moving forward? First of all, what happens with these louvers moving forward? So are they legal or are they not legal? And then what happens when other teams are in similar situations with parts? Is it going to be a financial fine? Is it going to affect the drivers or not affect the drivers? There's a lot of questions that have come about more so now than before this appeals came, this appeals panel came through. Well, Stat man, you've you've raised some children in your time, and this reminds me of maybe you and your wife at the time, where you're pretty stern with your daughter or your son, and send them up to the room, and you take away their dinner, and they can't drive the car for two weeks. But then Mama comes in and says, "It's okay. I'm going to give you the car back for the next two weeks," and just freaking undermines your reprimands for them doing bad business. Well, you, you were there. Well, you, you heard that? <laughs> you were there in the room? Wow. I thought yeah. I was all alone. I didn't know that somebody was there listening. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the issue. There's still some question from what I understand. There's still some question as to whether or not the louvers were legal or not. Why well, I didn't understand when I was reading this. It was like, well, so... But uh, yeah, you're right. I think probably the drivers were saying it's not the driver's fault. So uh, they gave the points back to the driver, but they penalized the team with the money. And not all teams are going to afford uh, half a million dollars. Uh, but Hendrick, who was uh, one of the OGs, the godfather, one of the blue bloods in the sport, uh, he's saying, hey, 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 let's get a grip here. <laughs> you can't penalize me like that. So uh, yeah. They decided to ease up a bit. Well, Suave, again, I, I know that you are the man about t- town. And when it comes to raising children, uh, you're my go-to source. When I need to uh, <laughs> reprimand my daughter, I call up the freaking Suave hotline and say, brah, uh, Henley did this. Uh, how should I punish her? <laughs> but frankly, Suave, when it comes to what NASCAR, NASCAR find this team, points, crew chief, uh, money. If another team comes in with these illegal louvers, it's the same thing as as my daughter's saying coming back. Well, well, Daddy, last time you let me get away with it. How do you come back to her and say, "Well, you know what? This time it's Thursday, and last time it was Tuesday when I reprimanded you." How do you how, how do you come back from this? Well, they didn't have like a precedent for this particular type of penalty, right? With these these louvers, which we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago, right? And I don't think, first of all, none of us knew how to spell it. We had to type it into Google to figure out how to spell it correctly. That's number one. And number two, now we all know what they are and what they do with the car. And maybe NASCAR found that out for the first time too. Maybe Hendrick Motorsports found that out for the first time as well. But now there's an actual precedent that NASCAR has set out here, at least from this appeals panel, which Crash, you mentioned, I, I want to go over because this is, I thought this was interesting. Um, 
From NBC Sports, the appeal will be heard by three members, which already is already taking place. It comes from a pool of panelists. The Cup Rulebook lists 19 panelists. The group includes former drivers Mike Scanner, Lake Speed, Bill Lester, Shauna Robinson, and Lynn St. James, among other people in motorsports. So now that this precedent is set, now NASCAR has an idea of what to do if this ever happens again in terms of these parts penalties. But I think the biggest reason why maybe – the penalty is lesser than it originally was, was all this was taking place prior to the race. So they didn't find these louvers on the car uh, during the actual mm-hmm. race, right? They found it during qualifying, during practice. And I wonder if that was where this panel found their out in terms of not taking away actual points, which you can only earn in a race. And I bet you that was their out there. So I'm curious if this actually happens in a race and they find this in a post-race inspection, how things change. And if then that penalty becomes larger, if it happens during a race. Hey, Statman, you probably did the same damn thing I did. When Richie read those names, uh, the majority of those names, if they could, would take probably the biggest, largest middle finger that they could and put it right in the face of NASCAR (laughs) because of maybe the way they were treated at the time. So, yeah, no, duh. Yeah, they're going to side with the freaking driver until NASCAR to lick it. <laughs> yeah, You're right. Those, those names that were read were all people. They weren't drummed out of NASCAR, but they, didn't, they weren't sung a tune mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were a part of NASCAR. So, yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I doubt that it did, but... That's certainly some question as to how this whole thing was uh, mediated and uh, resolved, where there's still some question as well, these aren't the louvers that we want you to have, but we're not going to penalize you. Look, I didn't read, I should, I didn't read Bill Lester's book, but I bet if I do, that Bill Lester... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might have it <laughs> might have a problem with that former series and the way he was treated in certain circumstances there statman well you don't have to read the book to figure that out <laughs> he's a great but, follow on social media too he but tells the book, it like it is he's the awesome. book does give you a little background on things that didn't go bill's way all the time <laughs> it's just a hell of a precedent that they're setting it, it, it was it a case of, and I, I know we got about uh, a minute and a half to cook here. Uh, Crasher, you, you think it was a case of NASCAR getting too far over their skis with this with this penalty? No, wait. Yeah. Let me let me, let me jump in here, Crash. Let me jump. Sorry, I I think that NASCAR. I can't believe I'm even thinking this, man. Uh-oh. I think NASCAR has a right here to say, look, if these are going to be spec parts on this car and you come up with non-spec parts, then something's got to be done about this. And there is a mechanism for uh, to appeal the decision from the appeals panel. Uh, not only more people from this group are going to hear the appeal, but yeah, I think that if if this is going to be a spec car, and you, I can't come up with non-spec parts and expect and not expect to be penalized for that. I think it, we haven't heard the end of this, and uh, and I think that's I think it's only fair. They've got to they can't let 
you know, the other way you got Smoky Eunuch, where people tune up, turn up with cars that are twisted backwards and have uh, 18,000 horsepower instead of the, you know, the recommended horsepower that is in the engines that they approve. All so, right, Statman, we got a break. Crasher, we yeah. got a break. His name is Carson Hosever. Sorry, uh, Crash. Hosever. Hosevar, sorry. I don't care what the guy drives. I want him to win, and I want him to win the next 20 NASCAR Cup Series championships. And you'll find out why coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire delivers. Dragging your knee at 100 miles per hour. Doing a double jump with some extreme flair. If you're into two-wheel racing, make a standing date for Tuesday night on MAV-TV. Two-Wheel Tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks. Whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar-to-handlebar combat of the dirt arenas, MAV-TV has your two-wheel fix every week on Two-Wheel Tuesday. Execution's 11 p.m. But he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. You're looking for that movie that'll give you a thrill ride from beginning to end? Well, then you need to see Nefarious. It's a supernatural thriller that's going to have you guessing from start to finish. It stars Sean Patrick Flannery, which, of course, you know from Boondock Saints, Young Indiana Jones, Powder Dexter, The Boys. Flannery, frankly, turns in his best performance as Edward Wayne Brady, a convicted serial killer and master manipulator awaiting execution. And his sanity must be judged before execution by a psychiatrist. And Edward's last psychiatrist, yep, committed suicide under suspicious conditions. But dig this, Brady reveals he wants to be executed, claiming he's the demon Nefarious. Nefarious opens in theaters Friday, April 14th. So get your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. That's whoisnefarious.com. Can you feel it? I think it's time tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. Our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you, you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. 
It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's outdoor life is what it is. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. You can go to GeneralTire.com to where you can find out to get 70 bucks back with a piece of prepaid card when you buy four qualifying General Tires. That's 70 bucks back. With four qualifying tires that you purchase from General Tires. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. You're about to find out why I think this dude should win every freaking championship of every series that he enters. Carson Hosevar, now with Stat and Crash, Speed Freak Pits, and Lucas Oil Studios. So, Freak Nation, this is interesting. We are joined by your winner from Texas Motor Speedway, his first truck win. Check that baby off the list. Carson Hosevar, welcome to the Freak Nation. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look like a freak, probably, to be honest. <laughs> people got no context. but um, Well, explain the chain right now for those that are watching on TV. It's, uh, Craftsman sponsors us, so they have uh, it's a chain with, uh, I, don't, I don't know, 13-millimeter uh, wrenches and a uh, big craftsman logo, and I'm going to pimp this out for a long time. <laughs> you are going to pimp it out for a yeah. long time. So every winner gets to wear that chain with the big craftsman logo. Yeah, I'm going to wear it all week. I'm going to wear it like to everywhere. I'm going to work out in it. I'm going to do everything in it. I get You're only as good as your last race, and somebody's going to get this next week if it's not me, and uh, I'm going to enjoy it before it gets basically taken away from me. You know we're going to hold you to that, so I've got to see your social media account. You with your little biker shorts and Everything. big weights it's in each really, arm. I, I, I'm really not going to take it off. I'm going to be there. Everybody in like grocery store and like Chipotle and stuff are going to be wondering what the hell this guy's doing wearing a craftsman chain and a cowboy hat. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to take the race suit off, to be honest. I'll probably just carry it all around. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to leave, to be honest. Can we just cancel our flight? I want to cancel everything. <laughs> Carson, First craftsman truck win, dude! You nailed it. But what happened when the the seas parted and suddenly there was nobody in front of you? That must have been. I couldn't me. believe it. Uh, before the restart, I thought, man, I have not been very good today. I did not do anything right. I somehow here. I don't know. I was running twenty second, probably, like a few restarts ago and now I was running top five and, and I was like, man, if I would ever have a shot at winning this race, it would be this one. Like do not deserve this thing at all. They're probably like if they wrecked each other or some sort of way, that's the seas part here. <laughs> it would be this one. Like it just not deserving at all. And that's just what happened. Like he, they got hitting so hard and so focused on each other that I was trying to go bottom three um, or push one of the two and, and just try and, you know, make sure they didn't have a good corner and, he came out of the grass sideways and I didn't realize it. And second I touched him, he was around. So uh, I don't ever want to do that and, and didn't mean to do that, but everybody would say that in my position too. So like there's obviously some sort of 
genuine-ish, right? But I do mean it, and um, I did not mean to do that. But when they there's no one else in front of me, I couldn't believe it. I I looked up. I just I was just hoping we got the white flag. I'm like hopefully that's it. Like there's no way. Like um, I sat in turn four for what felt like a million years. That just waiting to see if they're going to take it away from me or something, you know, something crazy has got to happen. And um, you dumped the clutch though, when they announced the win and you went from, I was going to destroy that thing. I didn't, I wanted it. I wanted it so burnt down. I wanted it in my living room. Like I, I, I told them, I said, I, they asked me at the start of the year, they said, Hey, like we got to take care of these motors if we win. And I promised them that I, was going to shut my radio off and I was going to bring that thing down so bad that I didn't want it to be able to be repaired. Cause I wanted my kitchen coffee table. Like I wanted that <laughs> thing exploded. Uh, I didn't want to hurt the truck too bad, but uh, motor I wasn't worried about. And step man, I've got to show you pictures from victory lane. I don't think anybody, whether it's cup Xfinity trucks, IndyCar have ever burned down their tires in victory lane until you Carson Hosevar. Amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Did you want to do that going in or you just said, oh, yeah. I'm going. I, I knew they were blown out. I said, I, I, the coolest thing ever would be burning it out in victory lane. I've wanted to do it for the <laughs> longest time. Uh, and I, I wonder when Bristol, honestly, especially last year, because you go uphill and I was going to burn it down all the way uphill and around. And I was like, man, I got to have enough tire to make sure I can blow this thing out in victory lane. And the second I turned into victory lane, I was wide open. <laughs> Wide open because that thing was spewing water. I thought it was going to blow up any second, to be honest, because that thing was I didn't even look at water time. I probably didn't want to. But that Dude. thing, that thing was I was wanting to pet. Like I didn't want anybody to be able to see me. I want to walk out and smoke. I did. I did it look cool when I was doing burnout on the vic- on the start finish line. And oh, I got yes. out of the car. Did that work? Oh, yes. Did that look cool. What yeah. looked even cooler was uh, you on the on the ground, not believing it. And I think it was your mom that came up and gave yeah. you a hug. That it must have made you feel good to see her face in the middle of that, right? Yeah, it did. It just felt good to see them all. It just felt good to stand there, to be honest. I've, I've stood on pit road and watched people do that whole life. So I just yeah, I but wanted, then wanted that one time. Climb, you tried to climb up on the, the roof of the truck. I, I don't have I, I don't have I don't have any like stability anymore in my ankle. So like, oh no, I well because it's broke. So I didn't have like as or it broke last year. So I didn't have that much stability. So I tried to stand up and I almost fell. I'm like, ah, oh, that's probably not. And I didn't know if I was illegally allowed to step on the roof. So I was like, and then the second they were already out in there, and I just started hugging. I just enjoyed. <laughs> so wait just a second though. You broke your ankle last, last year, year, and you've never had it fixed. No, it is. It's just, it's just still warm. It's still like I'm uncoordinated with it. So no Carl Edwards backflips for you. No, that thing would explode. Like my ankle would, (laughs) they would blow then screw out. It would like it. it, I felt I like I was afraid when I jumped off the truck in victory lane. I was like, Oh, 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 I got to watch doing that too much. So (laughs) so I'm more out. You got a chain around your neck, so you got the tope that can come and pull you into wherever you want to go. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm going to enjoy this plane hard at home holding this thing. This thing's sleeping with me. I'm going to sleep with it. I promise you. I have seen trophies on drivers' pillows after they've won a no, race before like on their Instagram account. Like a teddy bear. This thing's cuddled like a teddy bear. Like, I'm. Like I'm five years old again. I had a teddy growing up, and this thing is my new teddy. Like I'm, I'm cuddling the hell out of this thing. What you name teddy bears? I mean, most kids do. Are you gonna name your trophy? The badass winner. Something I don't know. This thing's. 
greatest thing that ever happened to me. Almost, almost. <laughs> well, hold on a second, though. Let's Wait. talk about. Yeah, I think you're going to go where I was going to go, Statman. It's not like you're not a winner. You are a badass quarter midget driver. I mean, you've you've won in late models. It's not like you haven't won before. But yeah. is there a gap that you're no, just you're just not, dying to get it's rid not of? NASCAR. It's not NASCAR. Oh. I grew up watching NASCAR and thinking I could do it. I'm playing the stop motion die cast and stuff. So. I just keep looking at this thing like it's my baby, to be honest. I just like looking at it, touching it, to be honest. But um, no, I'm just I'm just happy to have it. And so, you don't know when your last one is, so I I can officially say I'm a NASCAR winner. And I mean, even, even though it's trucks, I could just say NASCAR. It's still NASCAR. It's, it's still NASCAR. So From Carson Hosevar, 15-time quarter midget champion, national quarter midget champion. NASCAR winner now. You just admitted on national TV and the Freak Nation that you had a teddy bear when you were growing up, dude. Who didn't? Who you got it. Oh, I didn't. But you got to You got to tell it? me what this teddy bear thing is about. How old were you when you got rid of the teddy bear? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was like five or six when I got rid of my teddy bear. But did, you was, have a, did you have a name oh, for it? A teddy. I was really creative. Teddy. teddy. All right, Teddy the bear. Teddy and what bear. happened? Did you pass it down to a little sister or cousin or something? Or no, did you no, the I, I'm the youngest, basically, in my family. So it's just sitting on a little guy's just sitting on a shelf. And I have a bad, like, I'm a hoarder, basically. Like, I get attached to things. Uh, so I wouldn't throw them away or get rid of them. I just, I just have them sitting there. Okay. If you're having a bad race, maybe, or just a, a frustrating race like you were today, what music's going through your head? And then when you got that confirmation of the win oh, what music was going know. through your head i was just listening i like i i saw like a rush tiktok earlier before the race it's, it's so like 2023 20, millennial kid to say that but like i saw rush and it was like motivated of james hunt and then like that's what I literally i thought of like it just it's what i thought of and it came into my head i'm like man like that'd be that guy's pretty cool like i love the movie rush i'm obsessed with it so the second i saw that i was like Okay, I gotta remember this. Like, this is wow, pretty badass. So we got a NASCAR driver from Michigan who won a race in Texas. Who's listening to Rush, a Canadian band? No, no, no. The movie, the movie, the movie. Rush. The movie. All right. Yes, I was getting ready to say, dude. I was going to, I was going to lay you out there. You no, no. The movie, the movie. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But pretty badass, though. It is. Look at that stat man about to stick up for me. If it, some somebody's quoting the band Rush, stat man's going to jump in if I'm not there to protect it. Yeah, you know, we got to we got to uphold the freak nation. We got one of the baddest dudes in music. Got to uphold it even if he ain't there. Freak Nation, uh, coming up next. Uh your stat man scat regarding IndyCar. Speaking of Texas Motor Speedway, regarding IndyCar. You believe me? Well, stat man's got a good take. On it. That's why we call him the Stat Man. In fact, uh, Stat Man, we'll get into a story about Stat Man and open wheel. Stat Man was a freaking open wheel driver at one time. Yeah, we'll get to that. It's funny Speaking how that works. Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
do, General Tire delivers. Dragging your knee at 100 miles per hour, doing a double jump with some extreme flair. If you're into two-wheel racing, make a standing date for Tuesday night on MAV-TV. Two-Wheel Tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks. Whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar-to-handlebar combat of the dirt arenas, MAV-TV has your two-wheel fix every week on Two-Wheel Tuesday. Execution's 11 p.m but he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. You're looking for that movie that'll give you a thrill ride from beginning to end? Well, then you need to see Nefarious. It's a supernatural thriller that's going to have you guessing from start to finish. It stars Sean Patrick Flannery, which, of course, you know from Boondock Saints, Young Indiana Jones, Powder Dexter, The Boys. Flannery, frankly, turns in his best performance as Edward Wayne Brady, a convicted serial killer and master manipulator awaiting execution. And his sanity must be judged before execution by a psychiatrist. And Edward's last psychiatrist? Yep, committed suicide under suspicious conditions. But dig this. Brady reveals he wants to be executed, claiming he's the demon Nefarious. Nefarious opens in theaters Friday, April 14th. So get your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. That's whoisnefarious.com. Did you feel it? I think it's time tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. Our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's outdoor life is what it is. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Sunday.
Murphy's IndyCar race at Texas was the answer to a classic question. Is uh, racing competition or speed? It's easy to say both, but that borders on a cop-out. To me, there's so much drama in wheel-to-wheel competition. Driver skill is tested, car setup, team strategy, and so much more. Uh, the breathtaking speeds at Texas, though, introduce a level of luck to me. Uh, can you avoid an accident when human reaction just isn't fast enough to avoid another car? It's good to have events like Texas in the calendar where we can test the driver's skill and luck. Thinking aloud, though, speeds at Indy are greater, but the drama of the competition is higher as well. The longer lap makes both possible and makes the show at Indy so great. The shorter lap at Texas makes the show look like a video game and less like a contest of motor racing skills. The frustration to me is how the race ended Sunday. Did Joseph Newgarden win or did the race end while he was in first place? It just seemed like there was so much random left in the Winners' Cup at the end. Peace. Freak Nation, there are some imitators out there when it comes to your motorsports coverage, but there's nobody better than your motorsports network when it comes to MAV TV. Well, obviously, they have Speed Freaks on every Sunday night live from 10 to midnight Eastern. Monster Jam, bam, right there. Did you catch the arena cross? For more information, go to MavTV.com. Again, there are imitators out there, but nobody like your motorsports network and Mav TV. Go to MavTV.com. That's MavTV.com for more information. If you don't have it, you want to get it, I know you want it, go to MavTV.com. Now, Statman, playing off your scat and the IndyCar series, at one time back in the day, was it a Formula 2000 open-wheel car? that uh, you were hauling ass around uh, the old uh, L.A. Forum where the Lakers play back in the day? Is that true? You, you remember that story? Yeah, it was Formula 5000. And uh, it was, we were trying to, we finished rebuilding an engine, had to get everything ready. And by the time we were in Southern California, traffic was terrible. We couldn't get to Orange County where there's a road course to test the car. We were close to the the forum, the fabulous forum where the Lakers played. And uh, we just whipped it in there. It had a huge parking lot and made a little road course around the parking lot till the security guards came out. And uh, I'm sitting there with driving gloves and a suit and everything. And uh, they come out and pulled me over and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm testing my engine. <laughs> but I gave a little explanation. The guy said, but what are you doing? I said, I'm testing my engine. By then, everybody came around and, you know, the owner of the car threw a little uh, paperwork in the game, and uh, I continued testing my engine. <laughs> in the parking lot. In the forum parking lot, yeah. A Formula 5000 car. Yeah, and that was, it was enough room. I got up to, like, the top of third gear at one time. <laughs> Bro, will you explain, please, Statman, and you need to do a scat and pull out some of those old black and white photos where you had you had all that hair. Listen, you need to explain to the Freak Nation where the forum is and why it was kind of gnarly, the fact that you're running this Formula 5000 car at the forum 
and where it's located at a certain part of uh, Southern California. Yes, right across the street from SoFi, what's now SoFi Stadium, Manchester and Prairie, according to uh, Chick Hearn. That's what he used to call it. And, uh, yeah, we just pulled in there, took the car off the trailer, and before anybody had a chance to say, you can't do this, you know, we were doing it. I only had to get about 50, 60 miles on the engine before I raced that weekend. So, uh, yeah. We were uh, banging through the gears and didn't, you know. Hold on. Statman, hold on a second. You. Wait a minute. I think think the statute of limitations has run out on all this. Yeah, you're fine. As long as I've known you, Statman, you won't run a yellow light. But you go out there with a freaking F5000 car at the parking lot of the legendary forum. You're buzzing. I don't care if it's 65 miles an hour or 165, (laughs) man. People see People see this brother in an open wheel car around the forum, and <laughs> you don't have the freaking SWAT team. You should have, you should have seen the, the, the look on the security guard's face when he pulled up there and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm testing my engine," and I gave this long explanation, and I'm sitting there in the car, you know, and what what am I going to do? And uh, when I got finished with the explanation, the guy just looked at me. And, but what are you doing? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was that was crazy. There was two of them. There's a guy in a suit and a guy in a in a security guard's uniform with a gun. Think about doing something like that now where our dogs and cats have cameras. <laughs> you know, we can't catch a freaking UFO or UPA or APU or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays. But damn it. We can catch everything else. Statman, there's no you would listen, you would be a TikTok legend if they see you in that F five thousand car rolling around forum, uh just just down the street from Hollywood Park where a bunch of nasty gamblers are laying down bad money on slow horses. And that's what they're doing. <laughs> you you've, been, you've been there, obviously. Nobody could explain it any better than that. <laughs> Bad money on slow horses. Yeah, that's no. that's what you do at the Hollywood Park Casino. <laughs> is that really gone now? The Hollywood Park, is that gone? That's no longer? No, that's where the SoFi Stadium took up most of that. The casino's still there, but Hollywood Park is, uh, you know, where the SoFi Stadium is right now, where the Rams and and Chargers play. What aspirations did you have, Statman? Again, you're running several series. I mean, did you you have aspirations to run any big boy uh, professional series? Oh, yeah. I went to Jim Russell School and – I was on my way until all of a sudden somebody said, oh, you need money for that? And I was like, well, yeah, that was a a whole different thing. I did run a rally car. I had a little rally car, and uh, we ran uh, rallies in California, Texas, Arizona, and uh, I was doing pretty good. Got uh, one, a, uh, what do you call it, a novice of the rally once, came in second on one stage once. I ran almost ran in somebody's trunk. I came around the corner and the guy was slowing down at the control. I said, "There's a car there," you know. <laughs> I had no idea how fast I was going. I was, they, you know, it was my first rally, and I was like, "Okay, hold on a second, step man." It was this before a woman tapped you on the shoulder and said, "See behind me, 
there are two little babies back there. You get your ass out of that rally car and come take care of these children. Yeah, well, that was that was a problem. You know, I wanted a clutch and she wanted a couch. And that was, you know, that was the end of that. You know? Plus, when I had, to, oh I had to replace the clutch in my uh, in my rally car and I uh, got my son under the car to help me. Uh, put the transmission in and uh, he <laughs> left and my ex-wife said he washed his hands for 20 minutes. <laughs> Can we use that as a tagline for speed freaks? Speed freaks. Your wife wants a, your wife wants. What was it? Couch. She wanted a couch and I needed a clutch, you know, where your wife wants a couch, but you <laughs> Want a clutch? Yeah, you talk about cutting it loose. That was the whole thing. That's the original cut. It That's loose. the original cut it loose. Yeah. Oh, I, now I know why you're. He said, "Dude, I ain't going home. I got to find some place to run this Formula Five Thousand car. You go over there to the freaking four. We're gonna run it, and that's some bitch. All right. They had a huge parking lot, though. You know, like I said, I got up to the top of third gear one time. You know, the mechanic looked at me. And, he said, what are you doing? Yeah, I just wanted you to run, run it up in first and second. But, hey, it felt good. What can I tell you? But hold on. You said you had to put about 60 miles on it before a race. Where was the race? The race was in Riverside. <gasps> oh, yeah. And? Back in the day. Yeah. No, that was back in the day. We we were, I could give you, I could, I got racing stories that we got a minute. the rest of the hour, you know. Hey. Yeah. Yep. We got a minute, not 60 minutes. We got one minute. One minute. Yeah. But again, Freak Nation, the things you learn here on the show where Statman's ex wanted a couch, but he wanted a clutch. That is just, <laughs> that's beautiful. In, oh, 20, in, in 30 she plus years. Yes. 30 plus years of me knowing Statman, he's never uttered that phrase. Can we get that on a t-shirt? Speedfreaks.tv? <laughs> yep, let's do, mm-hmm. let's do it. All right, Freak Nation, you missed any of the show. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv, Mav TV. There will be a repeat on Mav TV. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. It's a fantastic show on Sunday nights where uh, if you've never seen the Freak Nation before or heard it, well, you'll never forget it. To the juice, to the moose, and Statman. Cut it loose. See ya, Freak Nation. Later. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. General Tire delivers. Dragging your knee at 100 miles per hour. Doing a double jump with some extreme flair. If you're into two-wheel racing, make a standing date for Tuesday night on MAV-TV. Two-Wheel Tuesday will showcase the world's best motorcycle racers on the most challenging tracks. Whether it's the treacherous high-speed ballet of road racing or the handlebar-to-handlebar combat of the dirt arenas, MAV-TV has your two-wheel fix every week on Two-Wheel Tuesday. Executions, 11 p.m. 
but he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. You're looking for that movie that'll give you a thrill ride from beginning to end? Well, then you need to see Nefarious. It's a supernatural thriller that's going to have you guessing from start to finish. It stars Sean Patrick Flannery, which of course you know from Boondock Saints, Young Indiana Jones, Powder Dexter, The Boys. Flannery, frankly, turns in his best performance as Edward Wayne Brady, a convicted serial killer and master manipulator awaiting execution. And his sanity must be judged before execution by a psychiatrist. And Edward's last psychiatrist, yep, committed suicide under suspicious conditions. But dig this, Brady reveals he wants to be executed, claiming he's the demon Nefarious. Nefarious opens in theaters Friday, April 14th. So get your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. That's whoisnefarious.com. Did you feel it? I think it's time we tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. Our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you, you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's outdoor life is what it is. You are listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.